Welcome to Candid Catholic Convos, a program brought to you by the Catholic Diocese of Harrisburg. Our mission is to humanize the church and help you to grow in your faith, love, and understanding. I'm your host, Rachel Trochet, a cradle Catholic who's only human and struggled with faith on more than one occasion. Each week, you'll hear engaging, down-to-earth interviews and actionable strategies you can implement into your life with ease to help you grow closer to God. If you're ready to open your heart and step fully into the person God created you to be, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Candid Catholic Convos. I've been thinking a lot about the act of creating recently as I struggle with writer's block on a current project. About how artists have this innate ability to pull something from absolutely nothing and make it beautiful and powerful. Stephen King always says, when you are consumed by thoughts, write. When you are uninspired, read. So that's what I did. I turned to some of the greatest literature ever written and focused on their beginnings, since that's where I was stuck with my project. Charles Dickens, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Ernest Hemingway's He was an old man who fished alone in the skiff of the Gulf Stream, and he had gone 84 days now without taking a fish. Ray Bradbury's, it was a pleasure to burn. And the most well-known phrase literally ever written, in the beginning. See, our God goes by many names, but sometimes we forget he is also a creator. He created a pretty big something from absolutely nothing, and he made it beautiful and powerful. And he entrusted us to take care of his creation, just like we would take care to protect and preserve the works of Da Vinci or the Wright brothers. He trusts us to use what we've been given, to respect it, and to ensure its purpose is what he intended. Are we in fact actually doing that? How can we be doing better according to the church? Today, I'm excited to be joined by Marianne Weltmer, our Director of Life and Dignity at the Diocese of Harrisburg, who recently spearheaded our brand new series, In the Beginning, A Care for Creation, which is wrapping up this week, to talk about ways we can break through the noise and take tangible action in caring for the environment with a Catholic perspective. Marianne, thank you so much for joining me today on Candid Catholic Convos. This is your first time on the podcast, and I'm super excited to have you and, and talk about the creation series and, and what you've been working on. Thank you, Rachel. Yes, uh, I believe this is my first time here, and I'm, I'm excited to, to kind of share the ministries that I work with and, uh, and my office helps to support. So tell me a little bit about yourself and, and what you do for the Diocese of Harrisburg. Sure. Um, Well, um, like you said, my name is Marianne Weltmer, and uh, I serve as the Director for Life and Dignity within the Office of uh, Catholic Life and Evangelization here at uh, the Diocesan Center for the Diocese of Harrisburg. And as part of my Life and Dignity role, uh, the ministries that I help to support include Respect Life uh, Ministries, Prison Ministry, Healthcare and Hospital Ministry, uh, Disabilities Ministry, and now, um, like we're talking about today, an awareness of creation um, and and prayers and ministry related to uh, the environment. That's really cool. It kind of c- covers like a whole range, like really from from womb to tomb, essentially. And 
and creation just kind of fits nicely into that because we can't live without caring for caring for God's creation that we, you know, take advantage of for lack of a better term. Right. Like we're all here in the same place. Um, we all breathe the same air. We have the water um, that we must drink to survive. Um, you know, we're, we're all a part of this environment, our, our workspaces, our churches, the outdoors. So, you know, to sort of try to separate that from everything else and every other way that we try to support life, it's, we're really doing a, a disservice, um, I think, to, you know, not, not include that in our vision of, of how we see things as Catholics. Right. So talk to me about this Care for Creation series a little bit more. I know we're kind of coming to the end of it, but um, this was a new initiative for your department this year. How did it come to fruition? And can we talk a little bit more about why it's important we talk about caring for creation now? Well, I began uh, serving in this role in December of, of 2020, so almost 10 months ago now. Uh, and, and when I came on board, there were several things um, that, well, a lot of things that I was learning about the, the position and the role, um, even the title, uh, Life and Dignity. And uh, during one of my first conversations with Deacon Gregory Amarante, who is um, our Secretariat for Catholic Life and Evangelization, uh, you know, he shared that there was um, interest um, within the diocese, uh, particularly he had recently met a parishioner at St. John the Baptist in New Freedom uh, named Michael Wright, um, who really had a heart uh, for care for creation and is really involved in, in the ministry of creation. Uh, he has a, a ministry group at the parish that he runs. And uh, to my knowledge, it was the first and the only within the diocese. And professionally, he also works um, with uh, different groups related to the Catholic Church and the environment. Um, and he thought that um, it would be a good suggestion to reach out to those of us working in Catholic life and evangelization to promote care for creation um, in a way that we hadn't done before. It just wasn't something that we had really featured or, or highlighted at the diocesan level. Um, so really, it, it came from, from a parishioner within the diocese um, who shared you know, um, a calling that he felt should be um, featured and advertised and help others to learn more about. So it, it was something that kind of um, all came together uh, once, once I came on board um, and Deacon shared um, his information with me and we connected and, and things just seemed to come together uh, from that point. That's pretty cool. I love that you guys were all open to hearing this feedback from somebody in the parish who said like, hey, I think this might be a good idea. And you guys were like, yeah, you know what? That's worth investigating. I think that's pretty cool. I had this misconception when I started at the diocese that like everybody, when you said the diocese, everybody's like sitting up on a pedestal and like handing out rules and, and <laughs> we're just, we're not, <laughs> we're a bunch of humans who like all have a love of Christ and, and the best interest as possible of the people throughout the diocese. So it's really cool to hear that like somebody is able to reach out and, and actually take action and get something done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we are here to, to serve the, the people of the diocese. We're here to support our priests, our deacons, um, our bishop. We're, we're here to support everyone. And we really are a team in this. We're all on that, 
on that path, right, um, to, to meet Christ one day. And I think that um, it's, it's important for people to recognize that and, and hopefully support the other things that may be happening out there that maybe we're not involved with yet, or maybe um, we can lend a, a, a support to. I am a former educator. I, I taught in public schools for nine years. Um, I worked as, as a coordinator of religious education at my parish, um, which is the uh, Cathedral Parish of St. Patrick in Harrisburg. And education is so important. It is at the heart of so much. Um, and I, I think, you know, when I first looked at this idea of, of care for creation and what the church teaches about it, I thought, you know, I think there are misconceptions about what it is, um, because we hear so much in the news. We hear so much from from politicians and we hear policy and this and that and don't do this and and do this. And, and it's so noisy um, that I think a lot of the good that both sides or every uh, person that's that's, you know, making a claim about it, um, the good is lost in that noise, you know, and I think. Um, having the education, supporting what we're doing um, with that knowledge um, and conversation is really a way to share and spread ideas. And it's really how our how our Catholic faith began, right? We're, we're sharing encounters, we're sharing um, what we've learned um, from one another, you know, th throughout time. So when this started, um, I thought the first thing we want to do is start with a mass, just like anything else. Um, it's important to take this to prayer. Um, so I was very, very uh, thankful and blessed that Bishop Senior was willing to be the main celebrant for the first Care for Creation Mass that we had back on September 9th. Um, but then I thought we, we can't just leave it at that um, because that's 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 an excellent beginning. But I think people want to know more. What does the church say? what does our faith call us to do as stewards of God's creation? Um, so from there, the different talks were, were built in a, in a progression, beginning with uh, the creation stories in Genesis, um, all the way up to, we have our, our talk tonight on the encyclical Laudato Si, and then the final uh, talk will be on Monday, October 2nd, which will focus on St. Francis of Assisi um, and, his, and his canticle of, of the creatures. So it kind of all, hopefully, there'll be something for everyone <laughs> part of it. I love what you said about how it's so noisy out there about how everybody has their different ways of what's right and what's wrong. And, and it, the actual good of it gets lost in the noise pollution essentially. And it's, it's so hard to kind of like to, to find a direction. So I love that this series has kind of run the gamut of you know, if you if you don't know where else to look, you can always look to God. And this is what the church says about how we should be, how we should be approaching this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and really, you know, it's it starts with the little things. It, it really right. starts, you know, um, small actions done with love and over time. Um, and really, I think it involves each of us every person, you know, kind of taking um, into account all the different products and items that we routinely buy, um, the amount of trash that each of us throws away, um, you know, in, in, in the poorest places, there's not even a need for trash cans. There's, they're, they're using every single thing that, that they have, that they're, um, you know, using it's, it's, um, it's, 
it's just something that I think sometimes we, we lose sight of. We're very, um, you know, kind of materialistic in, in a lot of ways. Um, we as a people, and we live in a very, um, you know, very much a throwaway society. And it's just like, well, well, we'll throw it away. We'll get a new one. We'll get a new one. I mean, I'm constantly clearing out and getting rid of things and getting rid of things and, and we get more things. And it's just actually taking those actions into heart, you know, and, and praying and really considering like, do, do I need this? Is this something that is essential for me? Um, and and am, am I harming, you know, the environment by using extra using more than than what's required and am i you know influencing um just any any sort of any sort of impacts that that could be felt from from an overuse materialistic standpoint right and it's so hard sometimes because you're like like i remember being in elementary school when we used to celebrate earth day and we're like we're gonna mm-hmm. save the rainforest and i'm like yeah but i'm I'm just me. I'm a little eight-year-old. How I can't, I don't even, I couldn't even point to the rainforest on a map. Like, how am I going to save the rainforest? But now I'm in my thirties and I'm like, okay, well, I might not be able to physically go to a rainforest, but I don't have to buy as much plastic. I don't have to take the plastic bags from the supermarket. I can bring reusable bags. I don't have to throw away my kids' toys when they're done playing with them. I can donate them. I can sell them to other kids, you know, like we can reduce, reuse, recycle and things like that. And I feel like going back to what we said about noise, that, that it it's become so political that it's, it's really, it's really polarizing and really hard to kind of, kind of get a footing of, of what we could be doing and what we should be doing. And Pope Francis said, never have we so hurt and mistreated our common home as we have in the last 200 years. Yet we are called to be instruments of God our Father so that our planet might be what he desired when he created it and correspond with his plan for peace, beauty, and fullness. So relating it to the the talks that have happened thus far and the ones that are about to happen, what does this mean for us as Catholics, regardless of how we feel politically? Right. I mean, and even going back um, before Pope Francis, scripturally in, in Genesis chapter two, verse 15, the Lord God took the man and settled him in the Garden of Eden, you know, and, and he required us cult- cultivate it and, and care for it. Um, so we do have the responsibility, the, the command uh, to care for this common home. Um, and 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 really to love one another. You envision the the Garden of Eden. Um, you know we we don't envision um, the, the poor. We don't envision people that are in desperate situations. You know um, lives of despair because of things that have happened. You know or, around the world that are are out of our control. But yet there are people in control that are you know, keeping others down and, and um, not supporting that dignity that is inherent to every, uh, every person. So I, I think that, you know, as, as Catholics, we, we have to look at this and remember that all, all of these things that, that we have seen, all of the things that um, have come from the, the church 
are, are solid, you know, care for the poor, that has been a foundational component of our Catholic faith for, for forever. Treating one another with kindness, respecting life. Father Cannon gave a, an excellent talk the other evening on just the, the, the themes of Catholic social teaching. And, and so many of them just boil down to that recognition of seeing God in one another and recognizing that inherent human life as as God willed and is a gift. Um, and if every person did that across the, the world, I mean, we would be in a much different situation. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just, I think it's a very uh, pro-life way to look at, at the world. Um, I don't, and that's, I find very challenging uh, personally because you have, um, when you look at the, the political realm, you know, you have pro-life on one side and, and you have the environment on the other, but, but really it's all pro-life. We are part of creation. We're part of the life of, of the planet. So to try to separate that, it, it's, you know, we, we are Catholic and, and we're called to look at the world in that Catholic lens, um, which isn't on either political side. Um, it's, it's through the eyes of faith that we have to see and work for the, the common good. That is so true. And I love how you, how you phrased it because like creation is living and it, it's not, you know, it's, it's, we, we can't survive if there's nothing to survive off of. Um, so I love that. So talk to me a little bit more about what's been covered in the sessions thus far. It sounds like they've kind of run the whole gamut, but what what sticks out to you as um, some valuable takeaways? Yeah, there's there's been so, so many good points. Um, and I am thankful that um, all the presenters we've had have really taken their time and, and presented on um, what is important for us to know um, about Care for Creation. Bishop Sr. in his homily at the Care for Creation Mass, he really addressed what dominion means. You know, what, what does it mean for us to have dominion, you know, over the earth? It's not domination. It's not taking more than we need. It's supporting the life, the, the, the land that we have, um, our environment. And, you know, it, it's connecting with nature. I mean, so many of us can relate to the overwhelming beauty that we experience when we're, you know, maybe at the beach or, or we see a sunrise or a sunset or we take a, just a walk on a beautiful evening and um, you know, God connects us to nature for, for a reason. You know, this this is what the place that he created for us to live. I, I really liked that he, he addressed that that fact and, and the fact that, you know, we do have a responsibility. It's not just ours to, to use and enjoy. It's also ours to help maintain and, and support and um, support one another in, in this in this world, in this earthly life. Some of the other talks um, have, have kind of touched on different things. Following the Mass, we had a uh, talk on the creation stories um, in Genesis, and that was presented by Father Anthony Dill and, and Father Alex Roach. Um, and they both covered um, just sort of how the, the, the creation came to be from, from the book of Genesis. And that was an excellent talk and, and really kind of 
you know, helped create the scene. Like, where did this all come from? You know, because many people have said many things, but we really go back to that very beginning, in the beginning, um, which, which the series was, was named after. Father Cavender followed with his talk on chapter three on the fall and kind of where everything uh, went wrong. It, it only took to, to chapter three, um, sadly, for things to start to unravel, as we all know. Um, but, you know, he, he highlighted a lot of the things that uh, we, we still suffer the, the effects from, of course. Um, and Father Peter Reddig, yeah, he gave the next talk in, in uh, St. Joseph's in York. And his talk was really on uh, the Eucharist and how we are all connected to one another. Um, and we're connected to God, of course, through our reception of, of the Eucharist and, um, and, and adoration of, of Christ. And, and he really wanted um, us, to, one of the takeaways that he shared was, you know, to, to remember that God is our creator. You know, we, we have many, many terms for the Heavenly Father, but he is our creator. Um, and the things that perhaps we borrow from the earth, um, you know, in some way, we, we, we try to, to replace and to help grow in, in other places. So, you know, a lot of us plant gardens or we, you know, help um, nature in, in some other way, um, you know, but we might also enjoy fishing or, or hunting, um, things that, uh, you know, we, we have, things that we have been gifted to us. Um, and it's just important to keep that that balance in mind and remember that this is all part of creation and that we are part of creation too, um, to not separate ourselves from our environment. Father Rotan, he spoke about the, the church's history um, of care for creation. And, and one of the things uh, he mentioned was, you know, in the early church and the monasteries, um, you know, they, they used very little they grew most of the, the foods, the herbs, the things that they um, needed um, for, for sustenance, and they didn't have extra, you know, and any extra, it was put to good use, and they didn't waste a lot. Um, so that monastic life um, was something that, that he touched upon, which was really quite interesting. Father Cannon, he talked about the, the Catholic social teaching themes um, specific to creation and really how caring for one another is caring for our our environment too. I mean, most of us have um, a home of some kind that we go to um, at the end of the day, and we care for that space. You know, we we make it nice, and when we have guests over, you know, we try to make it as nice and as welcoming as we can for others. Um, so it, it's the same concept when you apply it just to the outside and and this common space that that we share. We we should want to make it as nice and as welcoming and as comfortable um, for, for anyone that's in our area that surrounds us. Uh, that was a very, another excellent um, presentation. So there, there's two remaining. There's one tonight um, that will be presented by Michael Wright, um, who I mentioned earlier, um, who has um, a wealth of experience and knowledge with Laudato Sea and, and its teachings. And then Father Manuel or Maybe I should say Brother Manuel, he's a, he's a Capuchin at St. Francis of Assisi in Harrisburg. Um, we'll kind of conclude our series um, with the focus on St. Francis of Assisi. I love that. And I'm so excited that both of those segments are almost full. So that's really exciting that these are very well received, that they have been so well received throughout the diocese. And I love Bishop Senior's distinction between dominion versus domination and knowing 
that we don't need to take more than we need especially today's day and age like we we're just like add to cart add to cart you know i might not need this right now but i want it and because i can have it i'm going to have it and it's not that's unfortunately our 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 resources on earth and creation are are somewhat finite and just being able to appreciate what we do have and appreciate god's creation <laughs> you were talking about sunrises in the beach two of my favorite things but <laughs> It makes, it makes me laugh because my kids, like we we're we're talking more, they go to Catholic school. We're talking more about God. We're talking about creation, about what God created. And normally when we're driving to school in the morning, it's very early. So like this morning, the sun was coming up and I was like, oh my gosh, guys, look at the sunrise. Look at how beautiful the sunrise, man. Nobody can paint a sunrise as beautiful as God. And my six-year-old in the backseat goes, well, Bob Ross can. <laughs> and I said, first of all, how do you know who Bob Ross is? Second of all, <laughs> who do you think gave Bob Ross his talents? <laughs> it's just, it's just such a hoot to hear like how we appreciate things differently, especially when you're six years old. But <laughs> uh -huh. I, guess, I love that, that the, the, this series has been so well received so far. And I, and I hope we can continue it in the future, but you were mentioning about that, um, the, the one talk on the papal document, where can we go to learn more about not only what the church says as a whole, but about this papal document itself? Sure, sure. Right. So the most recent one um, that we've referenced a number of times through this series is is the encyclical by Pope Francis, which was written in 2015, uh, Laudato Si, um, on care for our common home. Um, so that that is the most recent uh, one that that's available right now. Um, it has been announced that this coming October 4th, uh, 2023, so, so next week, um, there will be an, an additional document um, coming from Pope Francis uh, on an, like an extension of Laudato Si, um, or perhaps a new document on, on Laudato Si as, as an update to it. Um, so I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting that. I, I look forward to, to kind of hearing what he has to say, given that I mean, 2015 was, you know, what only eight years ago. So uh, this is definitely something that's, um, uh, you know, kind of a highlight, I think, of his pontificate and and something that he's really, you know, kind of worked to bring a lot of awareness uh, to. Um, but, but it is important to know that he is not the first uh, pope to, to draw attention to to care for creation. Um, going back to probably Rerum Navarum um, from 1891, when Pope Leo XIII uh, wrote his encyclical, which addressed the rights of, of workers, um, you know, during the time of the Industrial Revolution, when people were just expected to work, you know, considerable hours and in very difficult conditions. And, you know, that the church needed to, to respond to it in, in some way and say that this, this is not um, respecting human life the dignity of one another. Um, and, you know, the, these issues come up and, and, you know, people do look to the church as, as they should to say, okay, well, what, what, what are we, how are we to view this and how are we to respond to it? Um, and, and a big part of that is learning more about, okay, what, what is going on specifically and what has been said and where do we need to, to take this from here? Um, so I think it's going to be a, a great um, addition to Laudato Si. I look forward to kind of hearing um, and seeing what what's to come in in the coming weeks. That's exciting. I can to think that 
2015 was eight years ago already. I still think it was like last week, but yeah. <laughs> I, I love that, that these documents are able to be built upon depending on what's going on in the world. Like you mentioned with the industrial revolution and how the church has this sort of authority to say, here's, here's where we stand. They're able to build upon it and, and guide us, continue to guide us. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think it's important to, to look, I mean, it's, it's important to, to, you know, stay abreast of what's happening in the news, but it's, it's also really important to kind of hear, okay, what the, the people that are, um, you know, from the church, like what, what are they seeing? How are they interpreting kind of what, what's going on? So I think it is, is important to sort of, you know, just be aware of, of all of that. So you mentioned that your role is pretty broad as life and dignity, but then your office itself, Catholic Life and Evangelization, is also pretty broad. They handle a lot of different realms of life in the church. So what other ministries does the diocese and your office specifically offer? And what are some things that we can kind of look forward to now that the Create Care for Creation series is coming to an end? Sure. Um, well, I do hope that after the series and the new information coming out from Pope Francis on the environment, on, on care for creation um, continues, I hope that this is something that um, perhaps in a different you know, format, but maybe not. Um, we'll we'll kind of see where, where things go, but I do hope to continue um, the Ministry of Care for Creation some of the other things we have October is Respect Life Month, and there's going to be, you know, a lot of different things going on specifically in the parishes um, to help support and promote um, prayers, um, liturgies directed toward um, toward Respect Life. There's several masses that we have coming up. Um, there will be a Life and Dignity Mass um, on October 29th at St. Joseph's Mechanicsburg. Um, that will be at their 945 Mass. And the intention for that Mass will be both uh, Respect Life as well as a Mass celebrating gifts um, for people with uh, disabilities. So again, kind of like taking that idea of respect life and sort of zooming out um, to the level of, okay, how can we respect all life um, and, and, you know, people and, and all the different kind of situations that people find themselves in um, under that umbrella of, of respect life and, and our environments and healthcare um, as well. So there'll be a white mass. Um, also, speaking of healthcare, um, on October 22nd, um, that will be at St. Joan of Arc in Hershey um, at their 930 mass. So that's where we recognize and pray for all those that work in the medical field. Um, again, it, and it falls during, you know, that that time of, of specific intention of, of respect life. So those kinds of things. We also have the Pennsylvania March for Life, um, October 16th. That's a Monday um, in Harrisburg. And there'll be masses at the Cathedral of St. Patrick um, at 9.30 noon and at 1.30 that day. Um, so really kind of taking our faith and, and really showing our visible support for life. Um, it's an especially important year to um, to really show that that specific re, um, support because of the, the potential, um, 
ending of funding to to real alternatives come uh, the end of December. So really, really praying hard and, and encouraging parishes and individuals, um, priests, uh, you know, just everyone um, to, to kind of really make an intentional, uh, you know, prayer for uh, prayers and, and support for, for those events. Awesome. Well, Marianne, thank you so much for mm -hmm. all your hard work for putting the Camp for Creation series together. Um, and I, I'm so excited that it has had the turnout that it's had. It sounds like we're going to have a very busy October. Um, so prayers and participation are welcomed and encouraged. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you so much. Sure, sure. Anytime. Thanks so much, Rachel. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Our goal at the Diocese of Harrisburg is to walk with you on your faith journey. So if this episode resonated with you in any way, the easiest way to show your appreciation is by sharing this program with your network or by leaving a review on your listening platform. You can also support us financially by making a donation online at hbgdiocese.org slash DAC and clicking the make a donation button. Thanks again, and we'll see you at church on Sunday.